My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow, fellow saints who are giving thanks with me this morning. If you walk down the river in Grafton, as you're walking down that river, you eventually come across Veterans Park. And, and there in Veterans Park, you'll, you'll see five flags that are in a, a semicircle. And in the middle of those flags, each flag representing a different branch of service, in the middle of those flags, you'll see a, a black memorial stone. And on that memorial stone, you have the names of, of those from Grafton who have, who have given their lives in service to the country. And at the very top of that stone are inscribed the words, lest we forget. And, and each time you walk through Veterans Park and each time you pause at that stone, you have a chance to remember not just those names, but what they have done. And as you walk through that park, you have a chance to talk to the person next to you and tell them what those people have done. And as you walk through the park and as you pause at the memorial or, or, or as you go to any memorial anywhere in the country for that matter, you discover that you're not the only one there. You, you discover that there are other people who visit the memorials as well, other people who pause and remember what's been done, other people who will tell the people who are with them what has happened. And, and sometimes those memorials are there to give people a chance to heal. Sometimes those memorials are there to give a, a, a chance for people to, to recall that, that their own service is something that people are thankful for. Sometimes those memorials are there to remember friends, but all of those memorials are there for the living. All of those memorials are there to remember. All of those memorials are there lest we forget. And, and it's with that thought in mind that, that we have to read our lesson from 1 Samuel this morning, where we hear in Scripture, then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. Samuel names Ebenezer for the living. But to understand why he is naming Ebenezer, in the first place, it's helpful to understand what is happening in the life of Israel at this time. Samuel serves as a judge, a ruler of Israel, and as he begins his work, Israel finds itself in a rather sorry spiritual state. They've forgotten the Lord. They've started chasing after the, the idols of the pagans around them. And the Lord had allowed the Philistines, a group of people that lived to the south and the west of them, he had allowed them the, the opportunity to come into the land of Israel and to serve as a scourge for the people, a thorn in their side. They would come in at harvest time, they would take the crops, they would, they would take all of the, the, the economic prosperity that Israel had over the year and they would take it back to their, their, their homeland. And the Lord allowed this with the hope that the people of Israel would, would start to remember him again and would turn back to him. And over time it worked. And the people came to Samuel 
their judge. And they pleaded with Samuel to intercede on their behalf before the Lord. They, they pleaded with Samuel to, to, to help them in their distress. And, and so Samuel tells the people, set aside your idols, get rid of your foreign gods, and then gather at this, this place called Mizpah. And there at Mizpah, I will offer sacrifices for you. And, and that's what Israel did. They set aside their gods, they came to Mizpah, and Samuel offered the sacrifices and interceded on their behalf before the Lord. But the Philistines, the Philistines heard of this assembly and the Philistines, they viewed this assembly as a threat. Because the Philistines understood that if Israel could gather as a group, then they could put together an army. And they could take their army, they could bring their army into Philistia and they could cause trouble. And so the Philistines gathered their army and the Philistines started to make their way towards Mizpah and as the Israelites heard about this, they grew terrified because the enemy, their scourge was coming towards them even as they were asking the Lord to deliver them. And then as the armies approached, we're told that the Lord thundered a thunder from heaven. And he terrified the Philistine army, and he sent them in retreats. And then the Israelites went out in that route that the Lord had caused, and they took the field for the day. The Lord delivered his people, even as he forgave their sins. And it's this point that we hear of Samuel taking the stone and setting this stone as a memorial stone between Mizpah and Shen, in the, in the area where that battle took place. And he explains to the people, thus far the Lord has, has helped us. You see, Ebenezer was to serve as that memorial, that reminder for the people of Israel. Every time they walked past it, they would have a chance to sit there and say, lest we forget, the Lord has helped us thus far. Every time they walked past with their family, they would be able to explain to their children, this is what the Lord has done so far. Samuel set that stone up so that the people of Israel wouldn't forget. And the people of Israel needed that stone set up. Ebenezer was necessary because memories have a way of fading. And Israel had experienced that. Israel had forgotten. They had forgotten the Lord. They had forgotten the way the Lord had delivered them in the past. They had forgotten the way that the Lord had brought them up out of slavery. They had forgotten the way the Lord had brought them into the promised land. They had forgotten the way the Lord had brought them prosperity. And they only focused on the blessings that the Lord had given to them. And because they forgot the Lord, they started to deceive themselves into thinking that that the shadows and the illusions of the false gods around them were enough for them to, to satisfy their spiritual needs. But every time Israel walks past that stone, they have a very visible way to sit there and say, now we remember the Lord. 
Now we remember how the Lord has helped us. It gives them a chance to once again tell the stories of, of how God brought them out of Egypt, how God brought them into the promised land, how God delivered them in their time of distress, how God was their continual help day after day after day. And not only did that stone serve as a memorial, a reminder for them, but it, it served as a promise too. Because while Samuel could say, thus far has the Lord helped us, they could also draw the conclusion from that, and the Lord will continue to help us. And they also needed that reminder. Because, because trouble will come once again to the people of Israel. And just because they won this battle doesn't mean that they would never have another battle again. And just because they, they, they received their plenty this time, that didn't mean they would always have plenty for the rest of their lives. And so they needed that reminder, not just who the Lord was, and not just the fact the Lord has helped them in the past, but that the Lord would continue to help them as they moved into the future as well. But Ebenezer is not just for the people of Israel. The, the poet Annie Johnson Flint, in, in looking at, at this section and this idea, thus far as the Lord helped us, she wrote a poem that, that sort of carries the implication of, of what Ebenezer was for Israel into our lives today. She says, Hitherto the Lord hath helped us, hitherto his hand hath led. Hitherto his arm protected, hitherto his bounty fed. Will his love desert us wholly? Will his heart our need forget? Will his presence clean forsake us? Who hath never failed us yet? And then let's pause there for a moment. Because why are we gathered here today? We're, we're gathered here to give thanks. We're gathered here to remember what God has done for us. And, and so we, we do that. We give thanks for the physical blessings that God has given us. We give thanks for our health or our family or our life or, or the things that we've received over the past year. You give thanks for the spiritual blessings that God has poured into your life, that, that He has called you His own, that He's forgiven your sins, that He's given you new life, that He or gives you a perseverance in the faith. And so today serves very much as an Ebenezer for us. It serves as a memorial for us so that we can remember what God has done for us in the past. And it gives us an opportunity to sit back and say, this is how far the Lord has helped us. And it's necessary for us to have that Ebenezer in our life. And it's necessary to remember the goodness that the Lord has given us. Because just like the Israelites, it's very easy for us to forget. Today, it's very easy to be thankful. We're, we're celebrating Thanksgiving. But how quickly can can that, that feeling of thanksgiving jump on a roller coaster and dive down into complaining? And how often can that rejoicing that we have today, how often can that, that dive down into despair? Sometimes it's when you tell your kids they have to eat their vegetables with Thanksgiving dinner. Trials and hardships will continue to enter our lives. 
The health that we rejoice in today and give thanks for may be a health that disappears in the future. The blessings that we give thanks for today, we may discover become a source of hardship or of grief in the future. The vehicle that we rejoice in today may become a blessing that is also a, a money pit of repairs. And when the blessings that God has given us today become the trials and the hardships that we receive tomorrow, sometimes it's really easy to forget to be thankful. And sometimes it's really easy to remember the, or really easy to forget the blessings that God has given us and really easy to turn from, from that attitude of thanksgiving to an attitude of complaining and an attitude of despair. And then our thanksgiving disappears and evaporates like the morning mist. And so the Lord takes the opportunity to remind us of what he has done. And he does that because he knows our memories can be fickle. And so we look at the spiritual blessings that he has given us. We look at the forgiveness of sins that he's given us. We've looked at the new life that he's given us. We, we look at the way he allows us to persevere in our faith. And what does he do? Because he knows temptation is going to come into our lives. And he knows doubt is going to come into our lives. And so he gives us his supper. Where he reminds us that he sent his son to suffer and die for our sins. Where we receive his body and blood and we do it in remembrance of him and in remembrance of what he's done. And he gives us our baptism so that we can remember that at our baptism we are washed with the, his water or, or the water connected with the word. And as we live in our baptism, we daily confess our sins and we daily drown our old Adam and we daily rise to live as a, a child of God, seeking to do what is pleasing to God each day. And yet we also have turned today into an Ebenezer of our own. We've turned today into an opportunity to remember the blessings that God has poured into our lives. And, and isn't that what you do? Don't you take today as an opportunity to remind your family of the blessing that, that your family is as you gather with them? Isn't today a day that you, that you pray and give thanks for the blessings God has given you as you prepare to eat a, a Thanksgiving meal? Isn't today a day where you can sit back and you can reflect on all the ways that God has helped you through the year? Because that, that list is numerous. We can look at the ways that we found ourselves in trouble and, and what has God done? He has sustained us through those troubles. And we can look at the way that we had trials and hardships and, and what has God done? He's been that refuge that we can flee to in the midst of those trials and hardships. We can look at the, the difficulty we have had and, and we, can, we can sit there and see how God has continued to be faithful to us. And he has continued to provide for us and he has continued to take care of us each and every day. And in that way, Thanksgiving becomes our Ebenezer. Thanksgiving becomes our opportunity to sit there and say to the people around us, thus far the Lord has helped us. And that becomes important for us today because we don't know what tomorrow holds. And yet, as we remember, thus far the Lord has helped us, we also have an opportunity to, to understand the implicit promise that the Lord makes. 
Because as we go into the future, we can sit there and say, the Lord has been faithful in the past, and because the Lord has taken care of me in the past, He will be faithful to me in the future. The Lord has blessed you in your life with everything you need to sustain it up to today. And you know that God will continue to bless you and sustain you until the day He calls you to be by His side forever. You know that God has forgiven your sins and has allowed you to persevere in the faith up to today. And you know that God will continue to send His Spirit to allow you to persevere as His child going into the future as well. Thanksgiving becomes our Ebenezer because we need it. We need it to remember how God has helped us in the past. And we need to remember that because we know that just as God has helped us in the past, He will help us as we go into the future. Annie Flint concluded her poem by saying this, Still His constant care surrounds us, keeping watch by day and night, and His faithful promise tells us we are precious in His sight. He has set no bounds, no limits, to His ceaseless gifts of love, he hath named no times, no seasons, when his pledge untrue shall prove. Let the past, we know, assure us of the present certain age, till the future's dark forebodings in the light of faith shall fade. Still he hears our supplications as our days of strength shall be, and his grace is all sufficient for the needs of you and me. Amen. <laughs>